0: Welcome to Clear Headed. I'm so happy you're here. It's very LA of me, but I want to start every episode with one big deep breath. So if you're out running errands or you're sipping your first cup of coffee or tea in the morning, or maybe you're winding down for bed, I want you to join in. So breathe in and breathe out. Okay, let's get clear-headed. How comfortable are you with change? What if change actually made you feel more like yourself? That's exactly what Rukazi and I talk about in this episode. We discuss their journey from he-him to they-them and all the questions that come with gender identity. This is such a juicy episode because we go into so many other things like pursuing new careers, but overall embracing change. Here's Commitment to Change. You have invested in yourself so much. You've gotten to a place where you're more comfortable in yourself. I guess I'm speaking for you, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem to me to be someone who... Is gaining confidence in yourself, your body, your appearance, how you identify, and from our little couch convo, I gathered that that happened in about 2021. Long, kind of a long time coming, or mm-hmm. were there multiple factors that got you to a boiling points of such to try to get? to uh, a different level of comfort?
1: It was a long time coming. I think that the boiling point was really just all the time that we had on our hands of a pandemic and everybody's lives just being stopped. (laughs) (laughs) And for performing artists to lose your avenue for art and contribution to society... Uh really messes with you, yeah, in terms of this big change and for for everybody knowing <laughs> i uh changed my gender identity from male to non binary, and it surprised a lot of people. it yeah. surprised me, certainly, I feel like my story is a little bit different because I don't feel like it's has always been there underneath. I felt it for years up until this point it feels like an evolution that's happened Mm. i don't think that would have been possible without like the shutting down of society you know it's just taking that time with ourselves and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know for me uh, a lot of it is a a lot of it came out of well a crystallizing moment was just clothing wise i was just started catching glimpses of myself in the mirror and like the clothes that i was wearing just weren't mine anymore and i was like at one point I was just like oh wow this is a man's hoodie yeah and uh, that's not that's not me yeah you know. so a lot of it started with clothes
0: yeah what were the first couple of things that you did in order to try to like pivot to something that was more truthful to you you're saying like clothes did you go and buy things that you just like online shopping is present more than ever. Yeah. So did you escape into online shopping and stores?
1: Oh, absolutely. Online shopping has, uh, I mean, I've had to uh, examine myself <laughs> <you> know, with, <laughs> with my uh, affinity for online shopping. Yeah. Um, and then I, I try to purchase from places where I can return in store. Yes. Um, so that I'm not mailing things back. Yes. And I can make sure that I got my money back. You know? Yes. For me, the big culprit was uh, Nordstrom Rack. Okay. I shopped. Uh, I would just like jump to that women's section yeah. and uh, shop and buy all kinds of things. Initially, it was just a smattering of sizes. What size am I? I don't right. know. You know. Um, yeah that's something
0: uh, new to navigate. Yeah. The difference in sizing between like women's and men's clothing mm-hmm. and, and how the the fit is different.
1: Mm-hmm. I online shopped. I would absolutely, if anybody out there is like, whether you're wrestling with gender identity or not, just if you want a taste of fashion, yeah, like online shop, wear whatever you want in the comfort and privacy of your own home and something might really resonate with you. And otherwise you just return it in the store. They don't care what you're returning it's not a
0: right there's no judgment there there's no
1: judgment there
0: yeah you say that with such confidence and i love that because it's the truth it's no one really cares Mm -hmm. but when you had that first returning something that was maybe new to you did you fear that judgment or did you go in knowing this isn't a big deal i
1: did fear it Mm -hmm. um because i feared more so wearing these clothes out in public you know um, so yeah. for a long, it took a long time before I wore a dress outside, you yeah. know, or a skirt outside or a purse outside, you know?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and even today I don't, uh, feel too, I mean, you gotta be careful. It depends on where you're going and, and, and where you're walking and, you know, it's, um, uh, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, uh, uh, getting, I mean, emotional thinking about it cause it's, 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 uh. uh it's it's unfortunate <laughs> it is
0: you know? it is
1: I try not to wear as much as I would love to like wear a dress out on my own like i've I don't go places by myself, you know wearing dresses,
0: yeah, um, gosh, I mean, I mean, I'll just be totally transparent. This is such a new topic for me to even navigate because i I don't deal with it on the day to day and I'm so. My heart is so full that you have made these steps to even as uncomfortable as it is and as dangerous as it is to walk down the street wearing something that you feel good in, that you're doing that. It's so admirable. When you first made the choice to go out in something that maybe like society has been programmed to think is more feminine. Did you have a feeling of freedom or was the uncomfortability more powerful in your mind than like the freedom to finally go out in something that you wanted to wear? That maybe you were comfortable in your house, but you're like going out on the street. Mm -hmm. How did you feel?
1: The discomfort sometimes outweighs the empowerment, Mm. you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. You are dating somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Where was your relationship at? Mm-hmm. when these changes started being implemented and was having a partner in it, if if you did have a partner while you were making these adjustments, mm-hmm. if that was helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, very helpful. So I started pandemic in, a, in the um, end of a relationship that had lasted about three years, on and off relationship for three years. And then pandemic happened and we were in therapy February and then March happened uh, yeah. and we were just like alright well I guess I mean let's stay together until at least this you know yeah. whatever four weeks of lockdown six weeks whatever <laughs> like, we're not allowed to hang out with anybody but uh, each other so you know um, uh, anyway it wasn't until I got out of that relationship I was m- more by myself and I got to just think about skirts and purses. Yeah. I I was with my best friend. We eventually partnered up and uh, they have been very uh, supportive in this journey and helped me like to ask questions about, uh, you know, my internal life and uh, not to share too much about them, but they're, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, queer, has been in relationships with trans people before. Knew more about this world than I did mm-hmm. because prior to this, I didn't know. I mean, I'm sure I did, right? But uh, I didn't really have a connection with the trans community or uh, anybody that had transitioned, or I mean, very loosely. Even the word non-binary is new to me. Yeah. New to a lot of us. You mm-hmm. know. Having them with me uh, made life a lot easier in terms of being able to sort of have the love around you to ask and answer some of these questions and even just ask the questions without having answers you know the freedom to do that
0: yeah I think that's so important to be able to know that you don't maybe have the answer but just like planting the seed Mm -hmm. of okay this is something I'm going to start asking myself or this is something that I want to find an answer out to Mm -hmm. so I'm going to go down this road And this is maybe a little tricky, but if you could navigate like a really good question that your partner asked you, or maybe even somebody else asked you that maybe was that seed that maybe you're still working on finding out the answer to, or like you, you knew the answer when it was asked that was pivotal in you reaching deeper into your truth. What would that be?
1: So I was asking myself a lot of questions. You know, sexuality was a big part of it. Um, and gender and who am I attracted to? Mm-hmm. Uh, and does that change? Some people talk about that changing with gender changes. I don't know enough to know. Right, you know, but right. You know, so I was like wrestling with all these things. And I have always historically been with assigned females at birth, mm-hmm. you know. And she asked a question that was something along the lines of does it resonate with you if you say maybe are you a lesbian and I never thought about that before because I was like what but I'm was born in this body Mm -hmm. but I am attracted to women um and so maybe I'm you know and it it wasn't the question I don't I don't feel that way you know but it was a, it was a leading question that yeah. got me thinking about like oh wow that's true if my gender is different then my sexuality is different because if I'm a woman for example
0: mm-hmm.
1: attracted to women I'm a lesbian despite having a penis maybe I maybe, don't know it's right. all new I know <laughs> it know? is Like for me new for me Yeah for me, you
0: know? right right
1: You know I don't I don't fall Toward, like, I don't think I'm a man. I don't think I'm a woman. Um, I know that I enjoy fashion. I, uh, this is interesting. I have, I have uh, found that my male friendships have suffered in this uh, transition, not out of unwillingness uh, to accept me or anything like that, or even the people from the other side. I think it's more from my side of things. Really? Uh, I've started to feel less comfortable in male spaces. So that's something that we're you know, gra- that's grappling new. with. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um,
0: Do you think that it's because you have a new level of vulnerability?
1: That's a great potential um, factor. You know, that's yeah. a great potential factor. I think part of it also is like if I'm feeling more at home with my femininity, I'd prefer to surround myself with more of that
0: totally get that. Uh, Yep.
1: At least during this period of my life.
0: Yeah. I love that you added that because nothing is really, or nothing has to be forever. Mm -hmm. You know, you can accept that you're in a period where you know the energy you want to surround yourself with, the energy you want to match, curating your life to allowing you to be comfortable and in your truth. Mm -hmm. And that might change your level of comfortability might expand you might say no you know what i'm good here and this is the kind of people that i like to be surrounded with and that's that Mm -hmm. and i think the flexibility and acknowledging that that's present is like important Mm -hmm. because i think it's it's like a little overwhelming sometimes to think that the way that you our feeling is definite or finite; that it's never going to change, or that your uncomfortability is never going to go away. You're always going to have like these certain boundaries. So I love that you said that. That's how you're feeling right now, and mm-hmm. and that you're just confident in that. I think it's important.
1: If there's anything we can be confident in, it's that things change. <laughs> you know, like I know what a what comfort we should find in that. You I know. know. Like, wow, so much comfort to be had in just being open. And understanding that things change. Yes. You know, so much, uh, clearly with this pandemic, everything has changed. The freedom that comes with being able to sort of like lift the anchor that you've put down for yourself. Like I'm a man, I play drums in a metal band. Yeah. uh, And this is my existence, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yes. um, or whatever, you know, whatever yours,
0: whatever's anchoring you down anchoring you in down, a negative yeah. way or a limiting way. Mm-hmm. Were you always this comfortable or excited by change?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah. Because I have traditionally jumped around from interest to interest and job to job. Mm-hmm. And I have a history of, uh, not to doot my own horn, but <laughs> toot. I, I uh, start very bad at things, and then I work very hard to get great at them. I get very good at the thing, and then I move on to something else. And so I can't, I don't know if it's self-sabotage of, um, okay, great, I've reached a certain level of expertise at this thing. Now I'm ready to go make my mark as a professional expert at this thing. Here we go. Oh, oh, whoa, what's that over there. <laughs> oh, well, I've never done that before. Yes. Um, I should do that.
0: What was the That's last exciting. thing that you did?
1: Well, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm in the midst of. Uh, I had been a biomedical engineer, in, a student into business school and being a CPA, and then playing drums in a metal band which led me to acting and then acted a bunch and got on TV a bunch and then just not into it anymore. And so now I am doing the DGA AD training program, which is like, a monster to get into, and it really helps uh, your career. And so now I'm training as an AD, I'm working on this to show good trouble, and it's uh an entire life change, you know. So now I went from I mean, I got great at that thing and then switched to this, and then yes. that, this and this. And so now I'm gonna be uh, an AD for a while.
0: I love that. Only you know if it's self sabotage, yeah. like that's totally free. I mean, I can't speak on that, I have no idea, but to me. That seems the way that you approach life seems like the goal. Hmm. I get so freaking stuck in this idea that partially like how I was raised and around the time that I was growing up, it was like, okay, you're going to get good grades and then you're going to go and you're going to go to a college right after high school and you're going to do this one career for the rest of your life because you need to be secure. Mm -hmm. I'm using air quotes because Mm -hmm. like what is security are you kidding whatever everything is very very disposable we found that out with this pandemic so now when I go okay I want to pivot it's terrifying Mm -hmm. and so you get caught in the fear of setting something down to pick something else up so when I hear you say that you do that so easily oh teach me Mm -hmm. make it rub off on me
1: I can say that I've struggled against this. Mm. There was an episode of The Simpsons a very long time ago um, where Lisa's little sister, Maggie, was being tested for some gifted school or Lisa was testing for some gifted school or whatever, and the uh, adjudicators essentially were like, sorry, Lisa, you're not the genius. Maggie's the genius. Um, And Lisa's like, why? What? What's the deal? You just, you're like an activist, you're a saxophone player, you're a student, you're this, you're that, you're this other thing. You basically do too much and you're never going to excel at any one thing was essentially what this adjudicator said. And so I like heard that as a child or whatever, or somebody who recognized that like, wow, I'm very good at a lot of things. And I heard that and I was like, oh no, is this me? That might be me. And so I prayed for some guidance, you know, and unfortunately or fortunately, the result of my the way my life worked out, I ended up getting very intense traumatic brain injury from playing hockey and could no longer uh, communicate. Like, my speech, I couldn't really make sentences for, like, six months. I can't, like, look both ways before crossing the road. I couldn't uh, play the drums anymore. I couldn't play hockey anymore. I couldn't really talk anymore. I got fired from my CPA job because I couldn't do the work anymore. And essentially, all of my things that I excelled at were taken away from me. Or went away, whatever. Went away. And so that left me with just, fortunately, in that moment, Um, somebody had seen me music led to us acting, um, and somebody asked me to be in whatever short film or audition for their student film. And that got me into acting. And then I realized that like, oh, wow, there's a, this is something I can do that they give me the words. Mm. I can just learn these words. Mm. And like, while it took forever for a sentence to come out, basically I would have a thought, I'd start saying the thought, but by the time it came out of my mouth, the moment was a long past. So I couldn't really participate in conversations anymore. Uh, so I became recluse, essentially. And then uh, acting happened, and I started realizing that, like, while it's technically bad acting, uh, I can start saying my line as early as I need to for it to come out right after you get done saying your line. Uh, and, like it's not moment to moment life it's not stanislavski this is (laughs) good acting (laughs) but it's it's but it got me through a scene and through a script and then into a whole new profession wow (laughs) you know and then at that point after a couple years of that i was like all right i'm gonna I read some Daniel Day Lewis article. I was like, I, I'm gonna audition. He auditioned for the one school he wanted to go to when he was thinking about acting, and said if he didn't get in, then that's God saying don't. And I was like, all right, cool. I read all the books. I, I was like Stella Adler, New York. That's, and I got in, and uh, here we are. You know.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: And then I and then I found improv, and
0: which wow, what a pi- what a pivot. I mean, you're going from finding peace and knowing you have a script you have something memorized you can go as early as you want to mentally for it to come out like to improv which is Mm -hmm. no script no direction being really in the moment taking charge right then
1: yeah there's no time to not respond like Uh um and so getting good at it was my challenge i had I had um, already was on a TV show and and there was improv in that. And they were like, you should go to UCB. And um, so I went and I found that uh, if I can get good at this, um, that will convince me whether I really, truly believe it or not, that my brain is healed. And like, this is the evidence that I need to know that now I'm no longer limited by my injury.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: So then I... You know, ended up on house teams at UCB and Second City and the improv space and Mess Hall and Asian AF. and These basically getting the opportunity to perform with what I considered like professional improvisers and being able to. Yeah, <laughs> hang more yeah. yeah. hanging, more than hanging with being them. Able to, yeah, so for me, that was like, uh, all right, cool. I can, I can do whatever I want now. Wow. Um, and so that's when it was like, okay, I don't want to act what do I really want to do
0: wow
1: really I want to direct TV um oh okay well what what do you do to do that well I get into one of these directing labs all right I got into a directing lab Oh, telling me if you really want to direct TV all of your acting credits are hurting you at this point each acting credit that you get is taking you further away from directing TV because we don't see a director anymore we see somebody who's out there auditioning right um they said, if you want to direct, and this is just the way we do it, we're more likely to give episodes to script supervisors and assistant directors. And so uh, they told me about that DGA program, and I applied, and then COVID happened, and then I applied again, and then got in. <laughs>
0: wow. What a journey. <laughs> yeah. I mean... That doesn't sound at all to me like you just picked something up, became really good at it, and then set it down. That sounds to me like you are actively trying to get to your destination of what makes you the happiest. I mean, the hurdles that I just heard that you overcame in this amount of time is incredible. So, Yay. Yeah. You, yeah, Rue, <laughs> yes. I can't wait to see what this next year brings for you. I mean, I just, I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm inspired by you, and thank you for talking with me.
1: Yeah, uh, pleasure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was your takeaway from this episode? Leave it in the reviews and please make sure to follow us on both Apple Podcasts, Instagram, and subscribe on Spotify. Please remember, if you have a moment of clarity in your life, connect with us on the DMs and maybe we can have a conversation about it. Talk to you next week.